Today, you are going to be hearing a sermon from one of our ministers here on staff. We hope this word blesses you, and remember that we love and appreciate your time here. Now, let's hear what the Lord has for you today. place. I want you just to lift up your hands really quick in this place. Come on, just lift up your hands to God and close your eyes for just a quick moment. Father, as your presence is here, we rebuke every lie of the enemy. We rebuke every Satan that attack that tries to interfere in this word i pray that you will be with us speak to us i pray for that one that's standing in this room today god that burly made it in god that you will touch them right now that feels wounded We pray that you would just anoint this word today, God. Move right now in this place today. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give God a big clap offering. Come on, give him praise. Give him glory. Good. Praise the Lord. High five your neighbor on your way down and... Uh, and your other neighbor that you didn't pick the first time, high five them as well. Good to be here, and uh, thank you, Pastor Ruben uh, Reyna, for allowing me to minister the word. And I'm really excited um, for this word, and just excited for what God is going to do as we begin to just pull all everything together and the last time I spoke I spoke on on David and I'm on this David run uh, because David is just I, I know it, it raised some eyebrows when I, I said that David was the goat of all time in the Bible and you're like I'm like okay you know but when you begin to study David and you begin to look at what he wrote throughout the book of Psalms there's always a backstory what he was writing in the book of Psalms. And what I want to speak to you on the subject today is, is a subject that I believe that we all go through in life. And I know I, I went through recently in my life is the subject is God is not against me. And I think a lot of times in our lives we, we pray to God, we seek God. And even if you're a new believer in this room... But maybe you've been serving God for a quite a long time and you pray for something, you go through something and you go through battles and you go through things in your life. You always feel that God is against you where really he's not against you. He's fighting for you. And, and have you ever had that feeling where you looked at yourself and you, you said, I'm just, I'm just sick and tired of this. I'm just sick and tired. I'm over it. And I'm just, this is this going to be life. Have you ever been there before? Thank you for the two people that are, are, are messed up like I am. 
all the other ones, go ahead and take a nap, and, you know, this is not for you. But, you know, in those words, when, when it comes to walking with God, when it comes, one of the most important things for us to handle is when God shows us or tells us what's going to happen considering our future or our future of our lives. And the natural feeling is what happens us as, as individuals, and I said this many times before, is that, I mean, as long as I've been um, saved and as long as I've been coming to church, I have a short patience. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not a patient type guy. I'm a, I, I'm a happy-going guy. I tell jokes. I, 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 that's, I'm really easy to get along with, but I don't have patience. Anybody um, with me on that? You know, I, I go through a drive-through and they still take too long. I, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I'm, you know, uh, I'm cooking, you know, uh, microwave popcorn and uh, that still takes too long you know it's like uh, I don't wait for that three minutes I wait for that two and a half minutes and then you have all the corners on, on the bottom it's like I'm not a patient type of guy and what I've realized is that the natural feeling is that is we try to rush God into making things happen in our lives we try to rush things that God uh, is still waiting and molding and preparing us for something. Think about the, the man, uh, Abraham, 75 years old. Uh, he was told that he was going to have a son. Uh, think about this. Uh, I mean, he's 75 years old. He's thinking that this was a promise from God. Uh, got a little impatient of what was going to take place. Uh, his wife got impatient. Uh, and we know the story uh, that she hooked them up with somebody else got a child uh, but God said uh, it, that wasn't the child that I said that was going to happen uh, it, it, we we try to rush things what God has promised us in our lives if I could honestly say the situation that we're in at times, it's not because of God, it's because of us. We have, uh, we are pursuing something that God promised us, uh, but we're rushing uh, on the promise of God. We're rushing uh, God. We want to see God turn things around. Uh, we hear that song, it's on our playlist. Uh, God, turn it around, turn it around. You're like, God, I've been turning around. I'm so dizzy, I can't even walk straight. Uh, where is my miracle uh, and I'm here today to tell you uh, is that uh, many of us sometimes we have to wait for God's timing uh, to make things happen in our lives uh, and we have to come to a conclusion of our lives uh, that you and I need to stop trying to rush God uh, stop rushing God uh, in a process that we want God to do in our lives uh, I believe with all of my heart uh, that there's a lot of impatient Christians uh, that have walked in through these doors uh, you're waiting God for a miracle to take place in your life uh, but man it took you a while uh, to get where you're at and God is saying you want me to turn around uh, in 24 hours uh, there is a process uh, that has to take place there is a process uh, in your life where I have to mold you and shape you uh, into what I want you to be uh, I understand uh, being unpatient on the calling of God uh, I remember at a young age uh, going out and pioneering. Uh, I mean, I thought in my head uh, as a teenager, uh, as a young adult, that the moment that I get out there, I'm going to have a mega church. Uh, it was the total opposite. God was preparing me and molding me and getting me to a place where he wanted me to be. 
Some of you are in this place and you're like, God, when are you going to change my marriage? When are you going to change my, my kids? When are you going to change all of these things? Uh, let me tell you something, folks. Uh, it is a process. It's a process in life. Uh, and a lot of times we come to this place uh, and we say, God, uh, you're against me. Uh, you just want me to fail. Uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, that God does not want to see anybody fail. Uh, God does not want anybody uh, to follow their feet uh, in their face uh, he wants to lift you back up uh, and God is not against you uh, he's not against your desires uh, God uh, has a plan and a purpose for you uh, and he's equipping you uh, in the situation that you're facing uh, I love this new song that I, I'm just it's not out yet but I, I just there's a new song and it says God is not against me you're in it with me working through me fighting for me. I love that because when you begin to think about that and think about that process, uh, he's fighting for us and he's in us. I mean, man, God's word is always there and available to us. Last time I spoke about David is that he was learning how to dodge spears was learning the process of, of him being attacked. And when you, we look at David, we understand where David came from. He was just, wasn't even invited to the ceremony, but he was anointed to be king. And when we begin to look at David's life, there are two perspectives uh, of hopefully that we can grab ahead from what uh, I want to minister on. Uh, you can put, you could turn your Bibles over to the book of Psalms 57, and then you can hold your Bible in 1 Samuel chapter 24, because what I like to do is read a scripture from the book of Psalms uh, of seeing where David uh, was writing a, a, a poem, writing a, 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 a prayer uh, that we would read today that it would uh, uh, probably really be meaningful to us. Uh, but what before we begin to look at and judge him, we have to look at the backstory of why David wrote this. The first thing that we look in the book of Psalms 57, verse 2 says, I cry out to my God. I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose in me. That's the New Living Translation. The NIV will say, I cry out to God. And he says, who vindicates me. New King James Version says, uh, to God who performs all things for me. This means uh, that he has all the authority in my life. Uh, he has all the authority no matter what people do to me, uh, no matter what people do to you, uh, no matter what people have said to you, uh, no matter what has happened in your life, uh, God is above everything in your life. Uh, no matter what you face, no matter what you go through, uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, that God will always vindicate you. Uh, God will always bring out the truth. Uh, you never have to go online uh, and tell people your story. Uh, all you got to do is live uh, what the word of God does uh, and live through the promises of God uh, and God uh, will bring everything out into focus. Uh, I'm here today to tell anybody in this room today uh, you're worried about what people are thinking, uh, what people are saying about you. Uh, I'm here today to 
to tell you that God will fulfill everything that he needs to fulfill in your life. Please excuse me, but I feel a little preachy today. I feel that the anointing of God is going to flow over your life today because I believe with all of my heart there are people that are watching. There are people that walked into this room with a heavy heart, with a burden on their life where you feel like, God, when is it going to change? There is one battle after another battle. Once I get well with this, another sickness comes. Once my marriage gets better uh, I find something else uh, I want here today to tell you uh, that if you stick it out uh, and you allow God to prepare you uh, you allow God to get you in the situation that you're in uh, that God will put everything in together the one thing that David shows us he shows us again and again the, the importance of serving the purpose of God he shows us how to serve the purpose uh, now we begin to look at 1 Samuel chapter 24 verse 1 it says uh, these words after Saul returned uh, from pursuing the Philistines uh, he was told uh, that David is in the desert uh, of Gedi uh, so Saul took 3,000 able young men uh, from all Israel uh, and sent out to look for David and his men with the wild goats. He came to the sheep pens along the way. A cave was there and Saul went in to relieve himself. Uh, David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, this is the day that the Lord has spoke uh, of when he uh, said I will give you your enemy into your hands for you to deal with us as you wish then David creeped up unnoticed this is how this is why I say David is a goat David is the first James Bond David is the first uh, I mean man he is the first Avenger he is the first Batman he is the first Superman he is the first whatever superhero you worship because look how good he is look how good he is David creeped up unnoticed and he cut the corner of Saul's robe oh man it was like a ninja it was like hmm snooped in there and said Foom. afterwards David was convinced uh, stricken for, for cutting off he was, uh, his conscience was stricken for having to cut off the corner of this robe uh, and he said to his men the, the Lord forbid that I should have do such things to my master the Lord's anointed or even lay a hand on him for he is anointed of the Lord with these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went on his way. This gives you a brighter picture of David's life. 
He knows that he has every power in his right, uh, in his mind to uh, go ahead and murder Saul uh, because Saul has been trying to attack him in every way. Uh, but I love the fact that David is patient. Uh, he knew that he was going to be king. He was already anointed. Uh, he was already anointed the man of God. He was already anointed. Uh, God anointed him. Uh, and everything that he was doing, he was dripping with oil. He was dripping in the anointing of God. People thought it may have been sweat, but it was anointing oil. It was oil that was running over his head through his body. And I begin to think about David. David was so anointed. He knew he should have been king, but he was patient. He was patient enough to be king. He was patient. He didn't run into certain things. He waited on God. He waited on God. He waited on the presence of God. He waited on God. And you see, David could have been at a place of his life. Why are you making me go through this? This is why in the book of Psalms, he cried out to God. He understood and thought that God was against him, but God was never against him. God was with him in this journey. This is how powerful and anointed that he is when the Holy Spirit sweeps in. The devil does and even know that you showed up when the power of God is all over you the devil will never know that what happened to him and today is the day that you anoint and be anointed by the hand of God and you begin to snoop right in front of the enemy and even let's not even kick his butt yet yeah, well, I'm like, that's what happens when Pastor Sam preaches before me <laughs> all he did was take a little corner of his robe do you realize that whatever God is leading your life, uh, you must know how to handle success and disappointment? Uh, nobody wins all the time. Uh, nobody wins all the time. Uh, David's quick to rise to the top, uh, and he's knowing uh, that, that, that he is anointed to be king, uh, but he also knows that Saul is jealous. Uh, he is jealous of, uh, of David. He is jealous of all the power that he has. Uh, he is jealous of the anointing of him and they try to kill him. They try throwing spears at him. They try sending other men to him and finally he tries to go ahead and send 3,000 men after David. When David heard the good news of one day becoming king, he knew that everything that he would go through is just a test. He, it was a test in his life. As he's there in the cave, as he's there in the cave, I believe with all of my heart, Saul is looking at his robe. He's looking at his Gucci robe, his Versace robe, and saying, who cut a piece of my robe? Who messed up my robe? This robe was royalty but as he began to look at it he began to say I know who was here I know who was here who cut my robe I know who he is 
And I'm here today to tell you uh, that you need to tell the devil and say uh, when the devil wakes up and the devil begins to attack you, the devil will look and go, uh, oh, I know who I'm messing with now. Uh, He's a child of God. Uh, He is a woman of God. Uh, He is an anointed man of God. Uh, He she is an anointed woman of God. Samuel, the man who anointed him. He would be the next king. David is, is about as far as living in this place uh, as David is concerned. Whatever God's plan is, uh, I don't care how long it takes. Uh, I don't care what you have to do. Uh, just work everything in me. Uh, in God, uh, I mean, think about one of the reasons that God had uh, David out there in the wilderness is to learn how to survive uh, when a more powerful enemy is pursuing you uh, to take your life. Uh, God has not forgotten gotten David in the desert. Uh, God was preparing David uh, for what is about to come. Uh, So you may feel like you're in a desert. Uh, You may feel like you're all alone. Uh, I'm here today to tell you, Living Word family, uh, that God is preparing you. Uh, He's preparing you to be the man uh, that God wants you to be. Uh, He's preparing you to be the woman that he's preparing you to be. Uh, And I'm here today to tell you uh, that no matter what you are facing, uh, keep pressing, uh, keep going. Keep fighting. Keep enduring. That's all you got to do. About 25 years after David has become king, somebody is chasing him to kill him. But David in this process, uh, through surviving, he is learning something. Uh, uh, and I want you to understand, uh, don't waste on going through hard times uh, and sufferings and complaining. Uh, stop complaining. We're good at complaining. Uh, we're good at complaining. Uh, but I've heard one preacher say one time, uh, let's just go ahead and give God a big complaint. Uh, and a lot of people will begin to say, what do you mean complain? We can't complain to God. Uh, well, David complained to God. Uh, David raised his voice to God. Uh, And I'm not saying being disrespectful to God. Because we won't disrespect God. But what people do when we don't raise it to God, we raise it to the wrong people and we get the wrong thing to do in our lives. See, you won't clap and you won't shout on that because a lot of us have taken our problems to Facebook and Instagram and all of the other social medias uh, and you have waited to to be validated by somebody else. Uh, But I'm here today to tell you uh, it's okay to disconnect all of your social media and go ahead and say, God, uh, I don't need to be validated by social media. I don't need to be validated by somebody else uh, that doesn't even know God, uh, who's not even anointed by God. Uh, All I need is to be vindicated uh, from the man upstairs. Uh, I just need to be vindicated uh, from the man uh, who created me, uh, who uplifted me. Uh, That's the one that matters in my life. David decided to forget about Saul and go on with his life like many of us do. David found a, a woman, got married, hooked it up. He said, if I got to wait, then I might as well get married. It's my version. (laughs) 
And we see in chapter 24 of 1 Samuel that Saul was forgiving. He's like, okay, I forgive you. Uh, I know that you could have killed me, uh, but you know what? I'm going to have mercy on you. I'm not going to go in and do that. I saw that you're a man of God. I saw that you're going to be a great king. But when Saul heard that David got on with his life, uh, in chapter 26, uh, something changes in the atmosphere. Uh, something begins to change uh, that stirred up something again in Saul. And this this is why I want you to understand that a lot of times in our lives uh, where God either healed you, where God either set you free, uh, or God made something new in your life, uh, I'm here today to tell you uh, it doesn't go away forever. Uh, something else will creep up. Uh, something else will come uh, because the devil uh, will always show up at your doorstep. Uh, if you are anointed by God uh, and God and you are a threat by the enemy, the devil will try every power in his way to distract you, to attack you, to get you. And this is what I believe right here that took place. Devil, that's, I mean, the devil, God, the devil wants to do so much damage. But when I begin to think about what God is doing in our lives and as a church, God is doing something new and fresh and exciting. He is. I was so blessed on Friday night at Young Adults and, and at, at our youth ministry where we held an altar and we were praying to God. Uh, I mean, these young adults and these teens, they were weeping at the altar, crying before God for a miracle, for a breakthrough. And just in case you're a young adult and you're 18 to 30, you're always invited. For <laughs> little commercial there, little commercial, because we have a good time. Sometimes there are mistakes, but the mistakes is on us. David felt that he already demonstrated his willingness to take matter to matters in his own hands. But what we see is that David understood that God was never, ever against him. What we see in 1 Samuel chapter 26, verse 6, uh, he said these words, uh, who will go down to the camp with me? Uh, to Saul, uh, he wanted to go down into the camp. Uh, David wanted to make business here. David wanted to, to say, you know, okay, he's after me. I'm done with this fool. I'm done. Let's go to this camp. Uh, let's go ahead and take it out. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and deliver it. Uh, the time is right. Let's just go ahead and do this. We see through the scripture, I believe it's in verse 8, where he goes down. And this is how good God is. When you're anointed by God, this is how much you're in the favor of God. You ready for this? In the scripture, these men should be protecting Saul. You got guards everywhere, 3,000 men. You got guards everywhere. It's like, okay, David and him and his posse are like, okay. What does God do? Every soldier that leads up to Saul were knocked out. Sound asleep, like some of us right now are. <sighs> Sound asleep. 
David rolls up on him. Saul's asleep. Gets convicted. Says, no, I'm not going to do it. Just take his, just take his spear. Just go ahead and take his, his water jug. Just take it. Just take it. Just take his spear, his jug, and let's go. So that when Saul wakes up and finds out that his spear's gone, that his jug is gone, his water is gone, you can be, he'll wake up in the morning and all of a sudden you'll be like, oh God, this guy's at it again. He's at it again. I, if I were Saul, I would probably at this time already be sleeping with one eye open like this. It's like, oh no, he ain't going to take me out again. I'm sleeping with one eye open. He ain't going to take me out. If he didn't learn the first time, he should have learned the second time. I mean, think about it. He woke up and like, man, men, how could you allow him to take my spear and my jug? How can you go ahead and do this? This is how powerful and anointed that David is. If you are not getting the point, I'm here today to tell you, no matter what the devil has told you, no matter what you're going through, continue to press through. God is not against you. He is fighting for you. He is within you. And I'm here today to tell you, your circumstance, your sickness may not all go away. But you'll learn how to fight through the battle. We see in verse 12, it was the Lord who had caused all of these soldiers to fall asleep. And the only reason that David took the spear and the jug was just to convince Saul one more time. I'm unstoppable. I'm unmovable. Yes, I may be hiding in a cave. Yes, I may be in a cave. But I'm not down. See, the devil can be telling you you're a coward. You're a loser. You're hiding. You're hiding. I may be hiding, I may be in a cave, but I'm not down. I'm serving God. I'm praising God. I'm lifting up my voices. And this is what this is what David did in the cave. And sooner or later after this, Saul wanted no part of what was taking place in David's life. Later on, there would be a battle in the Philistines and Saul was afraid to pursue him in the Philistine. And not long after, King Saul lost his life in this battle and God began faithfully to come true to his word to make David king over Israel. And David didn't even have to put a finger on Saul. What am I trying to get at? 
Stop trying to fight your battles within yourself. Stop trying to handle everything by yourself. Stop trying to fix your enemies by yourself. Stop trying to, to seek revenge on yourself. Stop trying to handle everything again to, that's happening in your life. You're like, well, God, I mean, you're against me. You don't want me to fight my battles. Uh, that's what I've learned when the, when the worship team sings. Uh, I'm going to fight my battles. No, it doesn't say that. God will fight my battles. And this is how I'll fight them, uh, with God on my side. Uh, with every step that I make, uh, God is going to fight my battles. Uh, God is going to be with me. God already seen it coming. He already seen that he was going to be victorious. He already seen that everything was going to come out. Stop trying to rush what God already promised us. If God promised it, it'll come to pass. It literally will. I was in tears Friday night. I was. As we were worshiping and as we were just seeing people just come to God. And as I was sharing with Pastor, Pastor was with, with joy. And he goes, this is what I prayed for. This is what I was longing for. You know what his words were? I'm glad we didn't rush it before. It's everything in God's timing. Everything is in God's timing. Everything is in God's timing. When I thought... What I had before a couple of years ago, I thought it was, man, I thought it was from God, but man, it wasn't from God. God saying, was telling me and my wife and my family, he was saying, I was preparing you in that battle. I was preparing you as you were wounded. I was preparing you, but you thought I was against you. But when I look about it now, God was in the process of making me better and more successful in what I do for God. And I don't know who this is for today. You say, it just keeps getting worse. just keeps getting uglier. And it seems like I got to fight and fight and fight. God is saying to you right now, all you got to do is continue to fight and continue to fight and continue to fight. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. God is not against me. Say that with me. God is not against me. Say it louder. God is not against me. He's working through me. Stand to your feet, Father. Father, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Stretch your hands to God in this place.
when Saul died. And through all that preparation and through all of that time of preparing and learning, immediately when Saul died, David was ready. Can we say that about our lives? When God slains our giant, when God heals your body, when God restores your marriage, when God restores your finances, when God restores your ministry, can you be like David and be ready just to fall into place? Or are you going to say, God, I need more time? David was ready. He was ready for what God had promised him. He was ready for it. And I'm here today to tell you, some of you have been in a testing. Some of you have been in a process. Our church has been in a process. And you know exactly what we have gone through as a church. You've been here a lot longer than I have, and you know exactly what you have gone through in the last two years, but God is saying, I prepared you. I prepared a place for this church. There is a destiny that's going to be over the covering of this church. There's going to be a blessing that's going to fall upon the among of the people that continue to stick it out. There's going to be a great reward for the people that continue to fight and continue to move forward. Uh, there is going to be a great revival that's going to take place in this city. There's going to be a great revival that's going to take place in this church. Uh, and as we begin to fight and uh, continue to press through, uh, God is going to do some amazing and great things in our lives today so right now just lift up your hands and you need to accept Jesus as your personal savior say Jesus I come before you I accept you into my life cleanse me free me come into my life in Jesus name